Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Chief anchor for MLB Network, a product of the Lindenwood University. By the way, we've got, I think, Greg, we've got something that we need to watch today on our computers. Uh, yes. It's uh, safe for work. And um, then uh, you're also uh, a native of St. Louis. And how are you doing this morning? Uh, you know, I, I'm doing well, Randy. Thank you for asking. I'm a bit uh, perplexed as to how I'm going to do my job today. Do you mind? Can I dive in just for a, ha- a hair? Okay. We, we got to hear this. So, Okay, okay. I, I'm hosting MLB tonight, uh, this evening. I've done that before. But I have to go in <laughs> early because I have been tasked, this long-winded, chatty Kathy of a man has been tasked to explain all of baseball's new rules on the Jumbotron of every big league ballpark mm. within 10 seconds or less. I have to somehow get every fan in a ballpark to understand each one of these new rules in 10 seconds or less. When you guys ask me how you're doing, I go 52 seconds. How am I going to do this job? That's a great question. Okay, so let's let's practice. 14-second pitch timer starting now. So uh, I'm already – hold on. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's okay, try it again. Let's try it again. Uh, starting now. A pitcher gets 15 seconds to deliver a baseball unless there's someone on base. If there's someone on base, then he has 20 seconds to start his motion towards the plate. Eight seconds. You did it. That's pretty good. Okay, That's good. Pretty good. Uh, shift rule. Okay, give you, I'll give you uh, – uh, and I'll, I'll count you down. Uh, we'll do shift rule in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. If you're used to watching a left-handed pull hitter, watch a bunch of infielders on one side of the field. Those days are over. Every infielder has to have their feet on the infield dirt. Right, they're perfect. You nailed the ten <laughs> seconds. Ten. Th- you're you're, you're going to you be cooled it. in here. You're fine. Uh, you know what? I just but I kind of messed it up because I had to I had to put in the fact that someone has to be on both sides of second base. You got it. Yeah. No. So you, I, I messed that one up. Well, well I, it, it, it's we, hard. I'm we, telling you, it's, it's not be easy being a talking head, kid. Rethink this. Rethink it. Focus in math class today. Focus in math class. You, you definitely focus in math class and, and get your money. Make sure you make sure you uh, are understanding how money works. Hey, Kerry, can I just make one point here, quick? Before you came on, I mean, right before you came on, I was uh, because I know who you are, Greg, and I was asking Matthew because Kerry and I are the same. We're baseball fans, not as much math fans, and there are people actually in baseball front offices that might not or aren't baseball fans, might not be or, or aren't baseball fans, but they are fans of the math. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> and I feel like we're starting to get more people in front offices that are like us, that like, you know, they laugh at burps. 
that, you know, the simple-minded guys that enjoy the good things of life. I think we're starting to, it's a cyclical process. It took a while. But the math is starting to fizzle its way out. Brian Kenny is, is even realizing this. My dear friend, Brian Kenny, who is the face of the sabermetric movement, in my opinion, of course, him and Bill James, but I really think he's starting to come around. He wants to be invited to all the cool kid parties. After all these years being left out, he wants the invite. And uh, I, I think he's starting to sense what I'm feeling. The trend is coming back towards us. Hey, Greg, we had uh, John Denton on yesterday uh, uh, for Major League Baseball staff writer, and he said that he thinks that Jordan Walker is going to get plenty of opportunities in spring training uh, with at-bats, and there's a chance that he could be on the opening day roster. What do you think about that? I just It, it makes sense if it's a team that, doesn't have a lot of depth in the outfield. Uh, to me, it makes a ton of sense. But you've, you've got Juan Yepes, you got Yepes, who's this young right-handed bat. you got Burleson, who wants to get some at-bats and prove that he should get some from the left side. Where's Nolan Gorman going to play? Then you got all these outfielders who are talented. Any team would want to have them. I, I just think that Walker's emergence, and he's only 20 years old, by the way, uh, there's just really no need to rush it. I, I am the biggest fanboy for a star prospect breaking into the big leagues when he deserves it. I, I truly, I, I, I am all about that. Adley Rushman should have broken camp with the Baltimore Orioles. It was ridiculous that he didn't. But the Orioles needed him. Like, needed him. And you saw their record once he was up in the big leagues. I don't think the Cardinals really, honestly, would it be better if Jordan Walker was a stud from opening day? Yeah. But let's let Jordan Walker kind of ease his way into this. There's no need for us to put pressure on a young man on a team that's going to be picked to win the division with or without it. So if he was 23, I would have a completely different chunk of analysis. But because he's 20, there's no need to mess with this process right now. There's just not. Hey, you talked about the outfield, and and we've had a uh, uh, we've been talking about the outfielders, Tyler O'Neill and Newt and Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker. You spoke about Alec Burleson. What about uh, Moises Gomez? What do you think about his pro- his potential uh, for this season? Well, uh, everything I've heard about Gomez is bat to ball skills ridiculous. Um, they they like his mentality, consistent. Um, the, the guy's going to put up numbers in the minor leagues. I just don't see a spot right now for him. Uh, to me, there are probably five prospects, if you look up and down the Cardinals uh, pipeline, that are expendable, guys that could get moved. Now, you might say to yourself, well, why not move someone that, that doesn't have as many years of control as Tyler O'Neill or Newt Barr or, or Carlson? I don't think the Cardinals are looking at it that way. This is why they're so good at this. They understand the importance of giving guys reps in the big leagues. They don't wave the white flag on the guys that are already cutting their teeth in the big leagues. So the, their loyalty is to the guys that went through the grind, not the guys that Jonathan Mayo and Jim Callis are saying are the next great thing. So uh, to me, I think Gomez falls into a, a chunk of prospects that they're going to watch closely. They're going to hope that he impresses in spring training. The other teams can see that. But when the Cardinals have a need throughout this regular season, they try to push to win the World Series, not just win the NL Central. He's in a group of guys that I think could be prospects that are moved. Greg, this is my way too early lineup, but tell me what you think. I've got Brendan Donovan leading off, 394 on base last year. We both love Dylan Carlson, so I have the switch hitter hitting second. And then Goldie and Arenado, they're locked in as my three, four hitters. Uh, healthy Tyler O'Neill hitting fifth. Contreras, sixth. My DH combo, Yepes Gorman hitting seventh. Newt Bar, eighth. Edmund, ninth. I absolutely love that. 
I I really like that lineup. Uh, so many people want to put Tommy Evan in the leadoff spot. I think he's a weapon as that number two, you know, one A, one B leadoff guy in the ninth spot. Grinds out at bat, switch hitter in the nine hole. Donovan is an on-base guy. It'll be interesting to see if he can replicate what he did last year. I mean, from everything we've ever seen, from his college years to his minor league numbers, he's an on-base machine. Um, Dylan Carlson is going to have a lot of pressure in that two spot. That You're going to find out pretty quickly. To me, by making a lineup that looks like that, Randy, if Walker's going to get to the big leagues once his time comes – in a month and a half into the regular season, it might be right there slated in that two spot if Dylan Carlson can't get it together. So that is a pit, that is a spot where you're going to get pitches, and if you don't do things with the fastballs you're going to get with Goldie and Arenado uh, sitting behind you, Mark DeRosa tells me the best story ever. He said the most stressful moment of his big league career was when he was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals because Albert Pujols was on the on-deck circle of every one of his <laughs> at-bats. He goes, two outs fourth inning, bases loaded, and everyone's like, can you just walk? We want to watch Albert hit. If there's one out, you don't hit into a double play, D-Row. We'd rather have you strike out. We want to watch Albert hit. So there's stress to having superstars behind you. We'll see how Dylan Carlson handles that. But overall, I love I loved the lineup. Hey, we were talking yesterday about Tommy Edmond and, and how these rules changes could be extremely beneficial to him, showing his range in the field and, you know, possibly stealing even more bases. What do you think about what he's going to be able to do and what his ceiling is for this season? Well, I, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to play terrific defense. Uh, and what I hope is that that doesn't impact his ability to get on base, even though he's really never been a high on base guy. But he's a productive bat from both sides of the plate. He's going to have to be tremendous. Now, when people think there's not going to be a shift, you can stand four inches away from the second base bag. And the second that pitch is thrown, you can take off to the other side uh, of second base. Uh, so he's going to have to shade up the middle on left-handed hitters. He's going to do it, and his range is going to be important because Donovan's not going to win gold gloves. His metrics were, were pretty positive last year at second base, but that was with a shift, and I just don't see him being someone that's going to cover a ton of ground. And he would even tell you, look, he's not, he's not Colton Wong over there at second base. So there will be um, a lot of pressure up the middle. The Cardinals chose not to get – one of these premier shortstops were in the free agent class because they believe Tommy Evans could be that guy. Uh, Paul DeYoung, as a super utility player, playing multiple positions is going to be key because the Cardinals, as much as we like the lineup, they're going to have to win one-run games. Mm -hmm. The bullpen will be paramount, and what they did last year, playing terrific defense, is going to have to be a staple for this year's club. Again, we say this all the time, not just win the Central. Not that that is a given, but not just to win the Central, but to win the World Series. The Cardinals have to have the fundamental knockdown. They have to know that they're going to get great starting pitching, really timely bullpen relief, and great defense. And if they lose one of those three components, they're not going to the World Series. Greg, two more quick things. Number one, MLB Network will be carrying the World Baseball Classic. We'll be talking about that over the next couple of weeks. But early on, do you have a favorite? Is the U.S. team, they look like on paper they're the best team, but are they a prohibitive favorite here? They have to be. I mean, the DR is always loaded. Uh, it'll be fun to watch Puerto Rico do their thing. Uh, Team Japan is going to be star-studded. But at the end of the day, everyone knows 
it's Team USA looking for back-to-back WBC titles. I was on the stage giving the trophy to Marcus Stroman and Jim Leland, who was the manager of Team USA the last time they won it. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch our, my dear friend Mark DeRosa manage this squad. He's all in, by the way. I mean, he is treating this like he was given the, the American League champions and they're going to play the National League champions for the World Series. This is how he's treating this. He's got Brian McCann, his best friend, in the dugout. With, with Mike Trout and company, uh, Nolan Arenado on this team, they are star studded. This is what when Bud Selig decided this would be the future of international baseball competition, he dreamt of having rosters that look like this. These rosters are outstanding, and Team USA is the heavy favorite. I would be shocked. I might be, you know, I might be jinxing something right now, but I would be shocked if they lost a game. How about that? I would be shocked if Team USA lost a Hmm. game, which is hard to predict. In baseball, mm-hmm. because if you run into Shohei Otani, anything can happen. But I would be shocked if they lose a the game. That's how good they are. And then final thing, Andrew Friedman saying yesterday that it was unanimous among the Dodgers organization to not bring Trevor Bauer back. Do you? And you've talked to every team. Do you believe that that is a universal feeling in baseball? Would you think that Trevor Bauer will get another opportunity? I'm going to guess that he's going to have to go to another country and pitch. And that doesn't necessarily mean somewhere over in Asia or anything like that. He's got to find a place that's willing to take a chance on him and his behavior while he's there will be closely monitored. And then you'll see a team get together and write up all the PR details they're going to have to share with the national media to explain why they're going to roll the dice on this guy who's had such severe off-the-field issues. So uh, I do think Trevor Bauer will pitch again. I think it's going to be a ladder that he's going to have to climb, and the first spoke will be outside this country. And then after that, we'll see how he deals with himself there. We'll see if he comes back to the States and does his thing. I I have no appreciation, no I, I nobody can condone what he does, but as he climbs that ladder, I advise him to stay off the top rung. That's just my thing, uh, because that top rung of the ladder, man, you fall off and you break your wrists. Yeah, I, I, yeah, break your wrists. My dear friend Joe Searles, who I went to go visit, broke his nose, his legs, all messed up. Yeah. Look, this is why, Randy, you help, just stimulate the economy. Pay a professional <laughs> to go up on a ladder. <laughs> Everyone in St. Louis knows you make a lot of money. It's stimulates the economy. Stop trying to be such a macho guy. How work. Oh, you're the best. We'll be watching MLB tonight later on. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, brother. That is the great Greg Amzinger on 101 ESPN.